History Dweebs is sponsored by Black Cat and Me. You can find the Black Cat and Me Etsy website located on our website, historydweebs.org. Also there, you can find links to our podcast and our social media pages. We'd also like to thank our Patreon sponsors, Jeff and Don Chestnut, Sarah Bloom, Ben Dubrovich. Thank you for being sponsors of the show. Jennifer Svoboda, Erica Kenny, Michelle Johns. Thank you all for your donations to the History Dweebs podcast. Laura O'Reilly, Shirley Strap, uh, Anonymous. Uh, thank you to each of you for your contributions to the show. Todd Long, Amber Anderson, Jamie Dent. Thank you so much for your contributions to the History Dweebs podcast. Marianne D. Knight, Clark and Diane Trowbridge, Anna Kaufman, thank you for your kind donations. Jess, Terry Stratford, Danielle Townsend, thank you all for your contributions. Jennifer Orcutt, the Already Gone podcast, Buffy Sykes, uh, thanks to each of you for donating. Emily Tarkov, Gina Green, uh, Red Menace Miniatures, uh, thank you for contributing to the podcast. Alan Cox, Liz Lawrence, Cheryl LeBanc Weldon, thank you all for giving to the Patreon of History Dweebs podcast. Uh, the person making the donations in Hyro's name, thank you for continuing to do that. Guy Savage, Carl Osplund, thank you for your continued support of the History Dweebs podcast. Christine Harmeyer and Shelley. Thank you all for your donations. If you would like to help support the show, you can go to historydweebs.org and click on the Patreon web link. Thank you. a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today, the title of our episode is Murder in Room 1046. We've got a mystery, Brandy. Yay. I love me a mystery. Like I love me a mystery, Timmy. We got a mystery for you. A good one. Cool. Uh, but before we get started, I should remind everyone that we are a... Uh, True crime comedy podcast. Mm. Well, sometimes we're true crime. Sometimes we're history podcast. Sometimes we just make shit up. We do make shit up uh, at times, yeah. But uh, we do use adult language. And um, we've got, uh, we, we think we got a system in place, Colonel, that now with uh, Dad as our producer, he can, he can uh, mute Brandy if she starts to use words that are not well, I don't know that you don't understand. I don't know that Thad has instituted the thirty-second delay, Timmy, to um, and and the fifty-five well, thirty seconds before she starts talking. Yeah, the fifty-five-gallon drum of bleach that we would need to cleanse ourselves from the filth she spews, Timmy. Okay, yeah. quit deep throating the microphone, if you could. That'd be friggin' great. <laughs> Are you excited for this episode, Randy? I'm super excited. I can't even stand it. Can't even stand it. I'm so excited. 
Well, I'm glad to hear that. Did, I mean, how I many episodes we got here? I gave his life so that we could. So we could tell him. a story. Yeah. In a, in a, a really in a compassionate, uh, you know, respectful way. Stop. Advocates, stop. victims advocate way. Do we not do- in a way that is uh, abusive or. We don't we don't want to use foul language because this is a young man. He died, but now it was about a hundred years ago. Yeah. I guess ninety years. Ago. So he's an old man now. Ninety-one years. Ago. Yeah, he's not an old man well, now. He's dead. He's dead. Okay. And yeah. that still doesn't make him. So it makes him still young. Fucker's old. He's rotten. You're 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 always the age you die, devil. Kurt Cobain's still twenty-seven. Jimi Hendrix still twenty-seven. That's the age you are. Amy Winehouse. I'm sure they'd agree with you with worms crawling through their eye holes. But you're right, sure. See, now you just... Why you gotta be so close? I was just thinking how beautiful Amy Winehouse was. Now I picture... I don't know why. Why would you think that she was a strung out, hot mess express? Oh, have a little compassion, devil. I don't know if I've ever introduced you to some of the women I used to date. Well, no, I know. She's pretty goddamn well adjusted. (laughs) Timmy's got a different bar than the rest of us. (laughs) Clearly. I think we have all talked about why I, you know what, I cannot just, I'm not on my good meds. We need to just keep this going because I'm bound to get testy. Bound, well, let me bound to get testy. That you know what? That should be really the name of this podcast. Brandy's bound to get testy because we've done how many episodes, Timmy? Be a I lot don't know, more fucking popular than this one. Thirty or something. Yeah, and every one of them, Brandy has gotten quite testy. So it's a mystery. There's a theme. But there a does seem theme. to be a running theme. Like this podcast, that will remain such a mystery for people, even though I get messages like, how have you not throat punched Chuck? I Why don't you, you know, how have you not gouged out Timmy's eyes? I mean, I, if I get one, I get a million. So Oh, and, if, you know, I get them all. I get them. No, you don't. Yes, I do. I got one from the no, abuse shelter, from somebody giving me the hotline for, for a podcast host abuse. What? See, I just get all the all the notes I get are asking me for nudes. <laughs> oh, yeah. pod. That's, well, tell the Tell the end to back away from the keyboard. <laughs> hey, she she bought right. the cow. She gets those. Right. Well, I mean, but we're we're gonna we're gonna start about our new segment, and then Brandy will love this. How's your poo? Because that's a popular that's topic. It is a it's not. Topic. Yeah, it's not a new. Yeah. Why you know, Mira, this wasn't Mira, run Mira by Lacks, me? Was there a fucking meeting about it? No, not Miramax. You yeah. fuck Miralax. Miralax. Miramax was Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> fucking hell, we are not talking about poop. Too much of my life revolves around poop as it is. This cannot be it. Please. It sounds, it sounds like you had a shitty day, devil. You're a shit heel. How about that? Oh, do you? Well, let's just, I'll just take some Miralax and clear all that up. Or Miramax. <laughs> Miramax. I'll take some Miramax. You know, I, I, I could just say the people that you encounter every day, devil, they're the real heroes. Aren't they? I know. They're the real heroes. No. You know why they're not the real fucking heroes? Because they keep trying to put cash on my goddamn right machine do. that doesn't fucking take cash. It will. Idiots. It will sometimes. No. Sometimes if Let you try to something. will. 
Oh, no, 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 no. Let me tell you something. Hold on. I actually have a question about that. I thought about this the other day. What? Is it the machine is not designed to take cash or is the machine broken? The machine's broken. So then why don't you get it fixed? That's a fucking great idea, Thad. I wish that we had thought to call the Target people and say, hey, come fix your shit. Oh, wait, we did. They've been out five fucking times. It's still fucking broken. And and better still than that. Let me tell you something, little Target shoppers. They're shutting down the self-scan, shutting it fucking down because they want you to interact with me. Bullshit. And you know what? We had all of them blocked off. We had all of them logged out. The lights are off. And we had people going around the stanchions and then looking at us going, it won't scan. I almost lost my shit. Uh, Brandy, is your job customer service... I mean, I, they want to get rid no, of the self scan altogether. Do you know what happened to me the other day, Devil? And mm. and, and I thought of you. I pulled what? through the drive-through at McDonald's and I got up to the little speaker, <laughs> and the motherfucker asked me, "Could I help you? Have you placed an order with our app? Have you placed an order with our app? I the want a goddamn that cheeseburger. That's all the I want. Nerve. A goddamn cheeseburger. That's all I want." I want a goddamn cheeseburger. And so I started to think about this as I'm as I'm leaving, and I thought, had I placed the order on my app, the only thing it would have saved me was from saying yes to the person there and not telling them that I wanted a double cheeseburger. And I would have still had to wait in line between all the other fuckers in front of me that did not use the app. And then when I got to the pay window, I would not have had to have handed my check card over to the person there so in all it would have saved the people at mcdonald's mm-hmm. roughly 30 seconds and it would have probably taken me 20 minutes to put the fucking order in on my app i want a goddamn so then my son tells me starbucks has got an app a goddamn cup of coffee want a coffee yeah. and you get an app mm-hmm. and you yeah. still got to stand in line it's not like yeah. all the app people come over here if mcdonald's had a thing where it said, oh, just drive straight through. We're going to have your order stay. You know, somebody going to run out to the curb, toss it in your car. You ain't even got to slow down. Yeah, fine. You're yelling at clouds now, aren't you? No, I'm just saying. Yeah, you are, Grandpa. We're taking, sometimes you technology know, goes too goddamn we'll far. They will bring it out to you. Hmm? They will bring it out to you in a parking lot. They'll yeah. bring it out to you if you ask them for, like, no onions on the Big Mac, because then you, you fuck up the whole system, and it's like you go over to the side. Um. I will say I agree with you, but I mean, I will say with Starbucks, it doesn't make a lot of sense because you walk in, there are 15 people standing by the counter who have ordered on the app and they're waiting just like every other bastard who goes in and places the order there. So I don't understand the convenience of that. I think the only thing that's beneficial is that on the app, sometimes there are only, there are exclusive app items that you can order. Like Chipotle has one. Like you can only buy this thing if you get it on the app. I think it's a. Uh, Here's my PCB. thing, Fed. It's only available on the I'm app. trying to live off the grid. I don't no, want McDonald's collecting you, my Ron data. Swanson. You know, Fuck you, Ron Swanson. They don't need my you data. are not living off yes, the goddamn grid. And I and I pay cash. And, and you know yet, another thing I found are. out that really sucks? I go to Kroger. Okay, I I go to Kroger. He wants to go to barter, a bartering system. Don't I do. I go so I go to Kroger, get some groceries. Chickens. Goddamn right. I get some groceries. I pay with my check card. It asks me if I want check cash back. 
Well, who doesn't want cash back? That's so I say, nervous. yeah, I do. So it says, you know, and I'm trying not to be greedy. I just hit a hundred dollars, Timmy. And uh Nice. Yeah, I get my, I take my milk, my eggs, my, you know, my keto stuff, and I get about my business with my hundred dollars. And you know, I look at my account, and that trip to Kroger's cost me a hundred and forty-four dollars. They actually pay charge you for the cash you take, double. No fucking shit. Yeah, I mean, but they act like it's a gift. They don't tell you we're going to charge you for this money. Okay, Grandpa. I'm just telling you. You're going to need. I well, I don't know what to tell you. And I don't care about anything that you just said. So can we just do introductions and get going? Because I've taken four muscle relaxers. And at some point before this is over, it's going to kick in. Is it because and then I'm leaving? As far as I can still, you're still, you're still balls to the wall. I just cocaine took bear them here. dick nose. I don't think well, you, I just you took needed them. to snort them. And then I had this. <laughs> and then I sat through that goddamn awful story about going to Kroger. <laughs> I mean, and it, you know what, you, you know what else they got, and they don't warn you. I don't know if Target does this, but they should come with a warning on them. I'm pushing my cart across the parking lot, and all of a sudden, every fucking wheel on the thing locks up. I almost flip over the goddamn cart because I did you can't not. take that it out of the, the parking thing. lot. And I'm standing there, and the guy with the cart comes over, and you know what he says to me, accusingly, "What did you do?" Like, how in the fuck? Oh, I sna- I guess I threw yep. the emergency brake on on the cart. You know, it's big red handle. Listen, first of all, stop lying. You were driving it. You were taking it down the sidewalk. I don't know what I was doing. Stop fucking there. lying. <laughs> you were. There. I know what you were doing. I know what you're always doing. I know what you're always doing. You were, you know, picking up cans with the fucking. There's big thing. money in aluminum, Grandpa. Okay. Grandpa. So I've heard when I, when I was in high school, when I was in high school, we'd go to Best Buy with our shitty cars and we'd run into all the, the carts. That was a lot of fun. Sometimes with people in them. That was that was even more fun. Wow. Eh, boys are dumb. They are. Believe me. You know, those homeless know. people yeah. are, boys are dumb. As hell, My wife tells me that at least once a week. Mm-hmm. She'll look at me and go, boys are dumb. Yeah. Oh, I just what, said Tim, homeless I'm people sure can be very you had to add. They can. Actually, Let me introduce a lady who needs no introduction. She has been uh, described as, well, Brandy, I, I hate to bring this up, but you know, as it came out this week that King Charles is, uh, no, it has didn't. cancer. And, but not prostate uh, cancer. We, we, wish, we wish him all the best. Don't they were very specific that it wasn't you. prostate cancer, but wouldn't say what kind of cancer it was. He's got nut cancer. He's got the nut cancer. It's anal. Uh, Anal cancer. Lance He's got anal cancer. My point is, Brandy, uh, are, he what, is an anal where are you cancer. at in the secession in the, of the of the British throne? Are you are you in that somewhere? King Ralph no. is based on Brandy. No. Should that happen? <laughs> I love King Ralph. I would do. I would do a better job. Of course, I would just dissolve it. So oh, probably, I Brandy, would that's do no a better fun. job. There's no fun. Yeah, but you know, you, really, because I feel like the people in Britain may appreciate yeah, that, so they, they don't have to pay all these fucking taxes. This is true. That's true. Then they couldn't sell the yeah. Union Jack. Is there a God save the king the song? Place. Yeah. No, there is. No, it, because nobody gives a shit a about Charles. Well, it doesn't sound like he's going to be around nobody much longer. Nobody gives a shit. Bastard. That's I mean, fine too. You just throw out so much bad. You got. 
karma's just looking at you and pulling back its quiver devil and oh just quit throwing all the meanness out in the, in the thing king charles is a fine he's man now, so. he's got some big ears i mean his ears are kind of he's a turd up, but he's a turd and char and Diana, timmy though. who did he marry uh he married uh camellia okay. Camilla, even Camilla. So yeah, and she is not even a handsome woman. However, she is just. You know what? I mean, you know, now, have you seen him? I want you to think about something. No, I get it. Right, but you go. This from is Diana what I want you to, to think about. Come on now. now See, Diana is forever young because she died. Right, she died young. young. You are. You are. This is what I want you to consider about Camilla Bowles. You're, you are, you are, you've got Princess Diana, the love, maybe the loveliest woman in the universe, and you're tapping that Diana ass, right? And so all of a sudden, this woman comes along that makes you leave Diana. You just wonder what kind of sexual skills that Camilla has, Timmy. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm sure she's. Because you it, it, now that, see, I, I had always, I had always darkness heard is her that friend. Camilla was like. That Camilla was his original love, and he was not allowed to marry her. That's the thing. They've clearly yeah. not watched the crime. Get with it, guys. I haven't watched the recent season, but I've watched the other ones. But you don't need to even need to watch it, Tim. Just ask your wife. She'll tell you. She's from there. That's true. Well, she, she lives there. Um, My lovely been, Aunt Leanne uh, can fill you all in. We've been watching the Tudors, and she's been... Oh. Fucking Tudor. I love great. the Tudors. Yeah, Tudors Tudors is I like John Tudor. Remember him? I do. Only pitch for the I do. He was yeah. a fine pitcher. Yeah. Yeah, they have great Very, houses. Okay, Timmy. Uh, she's been known as Brandy the Benevolent. Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy? If at all. Well, Timmy, not good. But I don't want to talk about it. I'd rather listen to Chuck well, why, bitch and moan and gripe. So just go ahead no, and move no, on no. to we, Chuck. Our, well, because know, he's being a little bitch. There really care, Brandy, about <laughs> your life. That's got to be six. Um, I bet there's six. I, again, I'm still at Target. I'm still dealing with stupid fucking people. Oh, by the way, this is... I, you know... Colonel, we we're, we're going to have... This is uh, Talk Like Truman Capote Day. Yeah, but I didn't get to watch it yet, Timmy. We're going to have to do it next episode. (laughs) You know what? His voice, Truman Capote's voice is grating at the very least. That's the nicest thing I can say about that. Leander's? And it's grating That that had to be an affectation. Swans. So that had to be an affectation, right? I mean, there wasn't his real voice. Yeah, that as far as I know, it was. It's all every interview I've ever seen yeah. of him is Philip mm. Seymour Hoffman yeah. fucking nailed yeah. it. We're watching he fucking uh, nailed it, and it's grating Hulu, as shit. Uh, Truman Capote and the Swans. Which one? It's on Hulu. Yeah. <gasps> what? It's what? Was this like? Wait a minute! Wait! 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 Stop! Stop! Is this like they did Bette Midler and Joan Crawford well, feud? That, well, you know or is what this a did, different show? What Truman Capote did, he got in tight. Okay, you're not answering well, my question. He got in tight first. with all these, you know, Gloria Vanderbilt and all the all the, you know, rich people in right, New York City. Right. He got in that clique. 
And then he started writing. Uh-huh. He, start, he wrote a uh-huh. book about him, trashing him. Yeah, and the, and the, right. and the miniseries, okay. the miniseries on the Hulu. It's called the Right. Okay, I caught that part, but there is. There's a show called Feud, and Ryan Murphy did it, and it was the feud between Betty uh, Davis and Joan Crawford. So is this along the lines of that, or is this something else? Is this This a dramatization? Is Is it a dramatization? No, no, it's a show. It's a docudrama. It's a docudrama. It's a docudrama. No, it's not a docudrama. It's just a show. Not even fucking helping. That's really good. There's birds in it. There's birds in it. Yeah, Hello, no. He would get, you know, he'd get in real tight there with him, and you know, and then he'd trash him as he should. Hey, Noah. Hey, Noah. Noah's hair got really yeah. curly. It's curly and it's long, and he likes it. He's got oh. a girlfriend. She's oh, yeah. fourteen. Oh, he's oh. he's not that old, is he? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, well, he's, he's okay. It would be different if it was, you know, if he was twenty-four or something. Don't hate the yeah. player, hate the game, I guess. Exactly. That's right. You got an older woman. Yeah, you go, you Noah. Kick him out uh, get too old. Yeah. You do. I mean, once they hit 22, 23, the butt starts sagging. Yeah. What not? Yeah. Listen, I don't even want to start talking about the shit that's sagging on you right now. As you go out in your bathrobe yelling at the clouds and Kroger. I'm just saying that you if if you if the things are gonna lock up on you, I'm make you saying, flip over your car, end up with your head sitting on a thing of cabbage, they ought to warn you. That's all I'm saying. And and the cash ain't free. Why would they warn you? It's their anti theft. Yeah, but I wasn't but the cash. But I had to pay for that too. Let me introduce the man. Yes, you did. All right. So yeah, well, well I it's no, because it I had to go it's through not. the whole drive through. I didn't get, and and I and, and I, I asked the person. I said, "I'm kind of new with the podcast, but we never go back and ask him to finish a story." <laughs> well, I did get to a window, and I said, "You know, I'm I'm, I'm a little, uh, I'm a little." Did you get to the confused wall. Confused as to what the advantage of the app is if you don't have a speed drive through lane for people who use an app. I just gotta. Would I been able to cut around these people to get my food had I placed it on the app? And they said, no, some of them put it on the app, too. And I said, well, okay, that's all right. You're not collecting data so, on me. So you held up the line God asking right your stupid questions. God damn right I did. I got justice. Of course you did. You are. Let me introduce my fucking dad. Dad. What justice? justice? A man, a best-selling author. Jesus. He has, he's been called the... A sexual savant. Nope. Yeah, well, yeah, I have heard that one before. The, mm. He is a man of God, man of the cloth. Mm, yeah, not wrong. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? <laughs> What is wrong? Well, Timmy. Okay, so oh, I'm out. Uh, had to go know, through the I'm out line. there. Okay, I had to go to the hardware store. I go right, now. This is a true story. I'll tell you this one. My Back head, your face away from that mic before <laughs> I find you. I like where Back I'm at. You're not the boss of me. Back so it, I, anyway, I uh, go to the. I, I, I one of my headlights <laughs> is out. 
I I buy the bulb. I look apparently looked at the wrong line. I got the wrong bulb. <laughs> I go when I go to buy the bulb, it's like thirty dollars. The kid at the counter tells me it's ninety five dollars, and I'm like, it's not ninety five. It can't be ninety five dollars. It's only thirty dollars. So then they get this old man to come over to the manager, and he straightens it all out, and I pay my thirty dollars for the bulb. I get home, pull my old bulb out, and apparently I had purchased the wrong bulb. So I head back the next day and I say, "Hey, look here, I, I this is not the right bulb. I apparently looked at the wrong line in your book, and I need to exchange it." And he says, "Do you have a receipt?" Now, who keeps goddamn receipts? I said, no, but I got the card I had, and, you know, you put my phone number in there when you took it. And he said, well, I need the receipt. And I was in no mood, and I just looked at him, and I said, you know, I'm not doing this today with you. We're not doing this. And Dan, the old guy who had sold me the thing when they charged, tried to overcharge me $95, I said, Dan, come here. Come here, Dan. And he said, yeah. I said, look here. I got I bought this bulb, you remember, last night when the kid fucked it all up. I was just wanted the right bulb, Timmy. And okay. it turns out that I, who in the fuck keeps receipts? That's what I want to know in this day and age. I looked through my wallet. I got all kinds of receipts. I got a receipt from McDonald's, but it wasn't from that. Uh, and anyway, Is it, for a it turns out that I ended up, it took, I don't know, 15 minutes to straighten it all out. And I ended up with a dollar thirty-six back and the right bulb, Timmy. It was a good day. It was a good oh. day. I could have. You could have upsized the McDonald's. You know, Wendy's. You can't even afford to eat at Wendy's anymore. I used to get the double cheeseburgers for a do- the Junior Bacon Junior double cheeseburgers. Used to cost me a dollar. I went in there the other day, ordered two of them. They told me seven dollars. So I, I thought they clearly went got the order wrong. The prices we went, have changed. Man, I went to BW3s there day, and it was like $58. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. I don't want the whole goddamn buffalo. I just want a little I, slice of know, it. I want, you know, three chicken tenders and yeah. a few wedges. <laughs> you know, Timmy, I'm going to tell you something. I drove by a place today, Timmy, and, you know, I'm, I, I don't cast stones at you because – I have made some questionable life choices in in my time, but I saw a big sign this podcast at White Castle advertising clam strips. Timmy, clam strips. I cannot think of a worse decision (laughs) than going into White Castle and saying, "I want clam strips." (laughs) Do you eat? Do do? Are they filleting the clam? What are they doing? I, but you know, White Castle and Shellfish. They don't. <laughs> they don't. No, they out. don't. So I just. I remember years ago when they started selling shrimp, and I thought the same thing. I'm like, man, shrimp but, from White you know, Castle. Even if they were to like come, the if idea. they were to come clam tenders, then that might give you reason to pause. You know, like a clam tender. There ain't nobody. Everybody likes tender clam. Am I wrong, Timmy? Oh yeah. But anyway. <laughs> Clam strips, clam strips. Yeah. That's what they called them. Yeah, I did. Breaded I clams. I, I'm with you there. Bre- Although maybe with the frosty, one of the little frosties might not be too bad. And you know what? You know what I thought of? White Castle doesn't immediately sell frosties. Yet, they used to sell those ice creams. This one's for you and your followers. 
I thought I saw the picture and they're breaded strips of clam, and I thought breaded clam sounds just like a yeast infection to me. <laughs> Waiting to happen. Yeah. So okay. Cause isn't that what you women get down there? A bunch of yeast and yeah. sourdough bread and whatnot. I don't know why they make it's bread. I'm not, yeah, so I'm not it goes with the bread, bread making it process. Does. I just don't know. Time to make yeah. the donuts. So I'm other than that, I'm and, fine you know, to me. Dad looks awful blurry to me. He does. Dad looks like uh Linda Lovelace's first movie to me. It looks like the same cinematographer there. I was gonna write a script on Linda Lovelace. <laughs> yeah. Do we not? Are we trying to? Well, get I, I think this will... wrinkles on his face. What are we doing here? Who gives a shit? It's we a are joined also by our producer, Thad. The producer, how are you today, Thad? Oh, I'm. I guess I'm doing well. I thought our little experiment here of new software would would fix my problem, <laughs> and it's not. It's still happening. So, uh, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, aside from having to buy a brand new computer, which uh, is not going to happen. I don't know. So, you know, other than that, things are good. School's going good. I've got a little, hopefully about maybe just a year and a semester nice. left and I'll be done. Um, things are, things are moving along. I, I don't have hepatitis C. That's so, That's you know, that is a win. I, I don't know what win. could be better. Yeah. That's right. It is. I, I think so. Yeah. Had to go to the doctor and she said, have you ever had a hep C test? And I said, uh, no, I don't think so. Well, why don't we run one? Okay. Came back today negative. So I've got that, got that going for this. Thad Scott, no hep Not C. Not everyone on this podcast no. can say I, I don't same. have hep C. I was tested. I've been tested. Chuck. <laughs> I got Your tested. Mom had you tested. I've been tested for everything. My mother had me test. All right, let's get into the show. Let's talk about. This Let me also murder. just say a quick shout. Oh, before right. we do that, just a quick shout to out. Who? Wait a minute. Yeah. To my brother. Go ahead. Who's my, my brother? Michael it's, Scott. Today's his birthday. Happy oh, birthday, Mike. Michael Scott Jr. Ha- happy, happy birthday, birthday Mike. Good news. Happy Good birthday, news. sir. Happy he birthday. He is uh, fifty-two, I think. Fifty-one. I think it was. I'm terrible brother. I don't know these things. Right. 74. 74. It was a cold uh, winter that 74, year. 74. So, okay. 74 would make it yeah. 50 this year. I, I remember because. So he would be. Yep. So today. Him. Oh, it would yeah, be 50. Then. Like forgetting your brother's 50th birthday. But yeah, go ahead. Shout out's good. That's good. Let's talk about murder in room 1046. Well, like I said, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a good brother. <laughs> I'd love yeah. to. By the time this comes out in two weeks, it'll really be, it'll really be on time. Despite so. mountains <laughs> of evidence, the mystery of what happened to Roland T. Owen. In room 1046 of the hotel, it's really the president hotel in Kansas City, remains unsolved to this day. I like, I wonder if they like party in that room for the Super Bowl. Could be. Maybe. Taylor Swift probably read that. On January the. She's a yeah, I've just given up on the whole Taylor Swift thing. I'm just saying, okay, have her on as much as you like. You know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you this. She kind of came on to me a little bit, and she tried. She slipped into my DMs on Facebook to me, and uh, and I just thought, you know, no, Travis, and and I just feel bad for Travis, and I just thought, you know, that ain't going to be an album called Dear Colonel. You know. Right, because she likes You're to correct. she likes to you write a little right bit there. about you if it don't go wrong. If it goes wrong, she yeah, likes yeah. to put it out on vinyl, Timmy. And uh, 
what I find fascinating is people are getting so twisted about her being on the screen. She's always on there all the time. So the last football game that they that she was at, they showed her for a total of like 32 seconds. Was it? And everybody's still well, having my only a problem with it is it. does she have does we she have Chiefs paraphernalia on when they show her? Yes, goddammit, she does, and I don't want to see any yes. Chiefs paraphernalia. Unless it's walking to the loser's tunnel. That's all I want to see. Nobody gives a fuck what you want. All right, Jimmy, go ahead. January the 2nd, 1935, at 1.20 p.m., that's in the afternoon, Brandy, a lone man checked into the President Hotel in downtown Kansas City. He had no luggage. He had no luggage besides a comb and a toothbrush. Ooh, sounds like Reacher. What do you think about that comb? Sounds like Reacher. The show Reacher. Yeah, this season sucked, but go ahead. Didn't guys used to be able to play like the fighting commentary and the tissue that they made make music out of that? Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and asked Go he ahead. asked for an interior room on a high floor of the hotel. He checked in under the name Ronald T. Owen and complained Roland. complained to the bellboy about the outrageous prices of the neighboring hotel. After checking in to the president hotel and receiving his room, room 1046 on the 10th floor, he left the hotel only to be seen intermittently throughout his stay. That means every once in a while, Brandy. And intermittently. Want to break that down a little bit more there, Colonel? Well, I think you uh, intermittently is... Well, we need. Well, you're reading this part, so it's okay to string them together. But I got an idea for the next podcast, Timmy. When we get to the okay. devil's part, and you have like intermittently. Just break it down to like you know three words: intermittent. When the fuck did I strike you people as stupid? It's not when stupid. You just tend to you tend happen? to mangle the king's English, devil. I'm just really saying. because he I, has fucked up. Rowan. I'm just saying you he's fucked to- up. President, he's fucked up. Kansas goddamn city. Do you ever run out of things to say? I'm Shut just sometimes the you fuck can, up. Sometimes you can get- this motherfucker here can't say Washington. He can't say wash. He can't say half the words in the King's English. But you're right. You all need to string this along for me. Shut the fuck up. Quit swallowing the mic. Let Timmy try and get through his bullshit so I can get on with my evening because they're not going to kick in in time. And I have all the time in the world to come find each one of you batshit crazy motherfuckers and snap your neck. And if you think I won't, fucking try me. Timmy, read the goddamn script. Timmy, you seem a little on edge. Jesus, <laughs> suffering trying? Christ. Have you noticed that? She seems a little on edge. <laughs> seem, just, I'm just saying just a little bit. Because just a little bit. Just because a little bit. I... Nobody gives a fuck about Chuck's trip to McDonald's. Nobody gives a fuck that he's running around screaming at clouds because Kroger's charging him for his money now. Nobody gives a fuck that he almost went over the handlebars because he was stealing the cart like a dumbass. Nobody cares. Are you done, Cocaine Bear? I wish you fucking would. Have you seen the movie Cocaine Bear? I haven't even fucking started. It was brilliant. I haven't even fucking started. Though the man's <laughs> behavior struck the uh, President Hotel staff as odd. They didn't think much of him. After all, the hotel often played host to out-of-towners and businessmen 
looking for some late night Isn't company. Isn't that what a hotel does? And uh, the less the staff got involved, the better. It's kind of like their you thing. Know, some guys come in, he probably come in from Poughkeepsie, and they want in a little female and some little female companion. Brandon, can't blame a man. Well, you have the pickings in Poughkeepsie, I'm sure. The staff wouldn't give uh, wouldn't give his uh, behavior another thought until days later, when the man turned up dead. <laughs> then they that then they were taken. That would get somebody's attention generally. That that gave him pause. That gave him pause. Uh, his hotel room uh, was a br- brutal bloodbath, Brandy. But let's go on. Let me Jeez. let me tell you what happened. Now, see, as, this is one of those things that Chuck's the Chuck loves. Bath. It's a brutal bloodbath. As opposed bath. to a... Yeah. It was a brutal one. It was brutal. As, as, they, described, it was brutal as they described to police a brutal scene, questions <clears throat> arose about the man's behavior prior to, <laughs> prior to his death. Now, see, well, yeah. That seems like some victim <laughs> shaming to me. Well, I mean, you would ask questions if he, you know, if he was brutally murdered. Nope. It does raise like a flag. I mean, they're trying to yuck his young. Like that dude, all his I'd friends like died say, in his backyard. That was weird. I would like to say that you know that's what cops <laughs> oh. do, but not all cops Looks do like that. He's dead. Evidently, so mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. According according to the Kansas City News, that same day the hotel maid Mary Soptic. Stopped, uh, stopped by to clean his you room. You know, it was around. You know when she went to school. <laughs> you know when she went to school. How'd you like to go to uh-huh. school with the name Mary Soptic? I'm just saying. You know, know what the kids said to her? Because children are cruel. No. She was either. I think she had one of those little French uh, maids outfits. She was either Mary girl. Septic, or Mary, Mary Septic, or Mary. Septic, yep. Septic. I'm just saying. Well, Children anyway, she stopped in what? to see. On the day they found his body, she stopped in to clean his room. It was around noon, and most of the hotel residents were out for the day. However, upon reaching Owens's room, Soptic found the door to be locked from the inside. She knocked, and Owen opened the door after insisting she would, she could come back later. Oh yeah, I mean I don't like it when they come and I don't either clean my no. room. When I'm still there. No. Especially when you're in Thailand. Yeah. <laughs> I still got 45 Stop minutes the, left. Come back in now on 20. The, the maid eventually entered. She found the room is almost uh, found the room in almost complete darkness with the shades tightly drawn and only light coming from a small dim table lamp. She wanted it lit up like a disco? What the fuck as is she, she cleaned, As she cleaned the room, Owen mentioned that he had a friend coming to visit him shortly. And would she mind not locking the door? So Soptic agreed and Owen left the room. Four hours later, the maid, Mary Soptic, returned to the room 1046 with fresh towels. She found the, the door still unlocked from when she had cleaned the room earlier that afternoon. And upon entering, found Owen lying fully clothed on top of his still-made bed, seemingly asleep. 
A note on the bedside, his bedside table read, Don, I will be back in 15 minutes. Wait. The next morning that seems, was that January seems both 3rd. Cryptic and malevolent, Timmy. Well, the next morning, January 3rd, Sopic Strang's interactions with room 1046, 1046 continued. Around 10.30 a.m., she stopped by to make the beds and found Owen's door to be locked from the outside, as it would be when a guest would Timmy, leave. you have set this up. I, 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 I want to keep the story rolling here, but I got to tell you, Timmy, you set this up like a like a campfire story. You've set a, you've set a mood and ambiance. Um, so as you're reading this, could you not fuck it up and keep it going devil? Go ahead. Yeah. Try to stay, stay focused, Brandy. Try. Okay. So assuming that Owen was not in sight. Oh yeah. You guys can (laughs) fuck yourselves. Okay. She opened the door with her master key. To her surprise, Owen was still sitting was sitting in the dark uh, in a chair in the corner of the room. As she cleaned, the phone rang and Owen picked it up. No, Don, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. I just have breakfast. After a moment, he repeated, No, I'm not hungry. After he hung up, Owen began asking Soptic about her job and the hotel. The first time he'd ever really spoken to her. He asked her about how many rooms she was in charge of, what kind of people lived in the President Hotel, if any, and again complained about the price of the neighboring hotel. Soptic answered, finished cleaning, Uh, and and left Owen alone in room 1046. Keep going. I mean, you kind of screwed it up, Randy, but you just I mean, you want to keep on, or you want to reread that, and you can fix it in editing, because... Timmy had a smooth roll going that fad, and uh, I just feel like we got it. Yeah. Yeah. Smooth as sandpaper. It was like, all right. Let me just ask, because I think I missed something. I think I missed something. Why does he give a shit about the price of the neighborhood? I think he went to check in. I don't know. And asked him, did you check in? Do you want to check in using our app? And he got a little irritated. He was still mad about it. No. Because it would have saved him any time. He still would have had to wait in line and okay. It was only after she left that she realized that since the door had been locked from the outside, someone had to have locked it in his room. She's got got a point there, Brandy. You ever noticed, do a quick point. Later that day, she used the master key, but there's no, you never hear of a sub key. You got the sub and the master. Well, you don't get a sub key because. That's what they use when they, they, you know, someone, if you, they might put uh, you in a, uh, what's that? Chastity Spit belt? it out. Oh, yeah. Spit yeah, it out. That would make sense. That would okay. be the sub key. Yeah. Yeah. But then the master would have it, so it would be a master key. Hmm. It's a good point. That's a brain twister. That's a good point there, That's Randy. a mind fucker right there. That's a mind fucker, Timmy. It is. Think about it, devil. Think about it. It's a sub key for the chastity belt. No. But then you give it to the master and it becomes a master key. It's the same key. But its whole identity changes based on whose hands it is in. And you know what? 
It's like Schrodinger's key. Forgotten about whatever you're talking. You about. might, and you might, even if you are, even if you're wearing Schrodinger's key. Oh, I'm sorry. You may have Schrodinger's key. You may have. I'm sorry. That was when all Again, I'm not the motherfucker that puts the R in Washington. Jesse about two thousand. Thad, look that up. So somebody, okay. So later that day, Soptic returned with fresh towels, having taken the ones from the room that morning. However, she knocked this time. She heard two voices in the room, rather than just Owen. When she announced that she had fresh towels, a loud, deep voice told her to leave, claiming they had enough we towels. Had enough towels. Kind, of, kind of like that. Well, it's probably fucking Dawn. It's probably fucking Dawn. Uh, though she knew that she had removed all of the towels from the room that morning, <clears throat> Soptic left the two men alone, not wishing to intrude on what was clearly a sensitive and private conversation. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't Brandy, but it's Brandy wasn't the maid, Colonel, because you know she'd be all up in his yeah. business. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I know you don't have any goddamn towels. There's no towels in here. Don't tell me you got enough towels. There's no towels in here. Go all crazy on him. Muscle relaxes, having kicked in. She's all kicking down the door. Let me put these goddamn towels. I ain't carting these towels all around the goddamn hallway. Use the same fucking towels you used yeah. yesterday. That same afternoon. Tim, let me tell you about the 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 Dream Lover Two Thousand is a chastity oh, belt mm. with an electric pulse add on. Add-on. Goddamn right. <laughs> I want to jolt that juju if it Ooh. starts getting bad. <laughs> it it hangs right around the tank. Hold on, area. hold on, hold on. It's where it gives you the Is little Is this for a man or for a jolt. woman? They got them for both. No, you looked well, up the wrong have, thing. You was in the wrong category altogether, well. Sad. <laughs> they have them for both. He said, he no. said chastity belt no, 2000. Now pick, no, pick a cage. Yeah. Pecker cage. Pecker cage. It's not the called that. Billy. That afternoon, that after the same afternoon, the President Hotel got two more guests whose presence would contribute greatly to the mystery of what happened to Roland T. Owen in room 1046. I don't like the name Roland. Well, it's his name, so nobody gives a shit. The first was Jean Owen, of no relation to Roland. She'd come to Kansas City to meet her boyfriend for the day and decided <laughs> that rather... There we go. Put up the woman. <laughs> no, that one's fine. You know what, though? You better not get that medication that fucks up your taint or you're going to be in a world of hurts. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. Do you think that rusts oh, no, after rust a while? Goddamn. Does it come in a different size? Because I'm I don't want much junk all packed up in there. Yeah, it does look that a little, looks a little cramped, doesn't it? Doesn't look like it's got yeah. enough square. Well, let's hope you don't get excited. I think the point is that you don't really. Like you just can't. It hurts. The pain is the point. Because mm. it looks to me like you'd have to priceless. You know you can buy chastity belts on Amazon. You do, how'd yes. you know that so quickly, devil? <laughs> Don't worry about why I know things. Don't 
even sweat it. I'm curious how much how expensive these are. Oh wow, look at these. These are like anywhere from five hundred to eight hundred pounds. A dollar. Look at that. Your junk well, in it. I mean, you want something sturdy? Shit, for a thousand dollars, I just soon let them let. That's all these different types. Like the girl, I don't care. I ain't paying a thousand dollars. I'll give her a thousand dollars and just say, "Don't bang somebody else." How about that? One. That one for twelve hundred dollars is nickel brushed. So Ooh, that's a fancy one. That is a fancy one. All right, so a nickel brushed chastity belt. So Jean came to meet her boyfriend and decided that rather than drive all the way back to her hometown on the outskirts of the city. She would stay for the night in a hotel. Upon checking into the President Hotel, Jean Owen was given the room, the key to room 1048, right next door to Roland. That's a coincidence. That night, according to police, well, somebody had to have yeah, the room right the next door. Why not? Yeah, her? that's pretty. I don't. I'm not buying. Oh that. my god! All right. That night, according to police statements, she heard a repeated commotion. She heard a lot of noise, which sounded like it was on the same floor and consisted largely of men and women talking loudly and cursing. So, like, somebody's listening to our podcast. Uh, when the noise continued, I was about to call the desk clerk, but decided not to. The other hotel guest was not quite a guest at all. The bellhop, who had been on duty th- that night, described her as a commercial woman who often frequented the rooms of the hotel's mail so patrons late at night. Yeah. Yeah. So she sold cigarettes. You think the bellhop had one of those okay. little fez hats? You know he did. If it was more than ninety a dollar or two a night. Yeah. If he yeah. was a Shriner. On the evening of January third, she came into the hotel searching for a man in room ten twenty six. However, Despite being a very prompt customer, you know what's the woman ironic? Couldn't is seem to find the man she was looking for. That would be ironic. That would be ironic. Yes, it would. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. After searching for well over an hour on multiple floors, she gave up and went home. Both of the women's statements would raise more questions about the fate of the man in room 1046. The next morning, the bellhop received a call from the hotel's telephone operator. The phone in room 1046 had been off the hook for 10 minutes without anybody using it. The bellhop went up to check on Owen and noticed that the door was locked with a do not disturb sign hung on the doorknob. He knocked on the door anyway, and Owen told him to come in. However, when the bellhop told Owen that the door was locked, he got no response. The bellhop knocked again, then yelled for Owen to hang up the phone, assuming Owen was, had simply been drunk and knocked it off the hook. Because you remember, like, in, However, when you'd have a uh, landline, right, and you knock the phone off the hook, it'd make that real loud yes. noise. Dee, dee, yes. dee, 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 dee. We all lived it. No, no. We dee, all dee, lived dee, it. Dee, dee, dee. We're, it's okay. We have a lot of younger listeners, Brandon. Yeah, they don't know. They might not even know what a landline is. It's an educational is. show, though. However... An hour and a half later, the telephone operator called the bellhop again. The phone in room 1046 was still off the... First of all, this fucking telephone operator is the nosy bitch. The phone in 1046 was still off the hook and hadn't been hung up at all. This time, the bellhop let himself into Owen's room with the master key. The man was lying naked 
on the bed, seemingly drunk. Mm. Not wishing to deal with him, the bellhop simply straightened the phone, placed it back on the hook, and locked the door behind him, reporting Roland T. Owen to his manager. This time, according to the Kansas City News, when the bellhop opened the door, what? What? I don't even know. Why is he going back up there? Like we've missed something, but that's okay. This time, according to the Kansas City News, the next time when the bellhop opened the door, he found a bloodbath splattered across the walls. After the bellhop ran to alert others, a group returned and found Owen collapsed in the room, his head in his hands, suffering multiple stab wounds. The bed sheets and towels were stained with blood and the walls were covered hmm. with it. Thaddeus. So after police arrived, they asked a barely yeah, conscious who had done. It's a, it's a miracle. He's a shriner. They asked a barely conscious Owen who had done this to him. It's true. He's not going out like that. Nobody. Nobody, he said. Doctors and detectives observed that Owen had been tortured. As opposed to viciously. tortured lovingly. His arms. I'm going to. Yeah. Right. Tortured How do you think he was tortured? Caringly. Oh, you know, light, he probably had light torture. Yeah, a little, ca- little light torture here. I don't think it's sa- It doesn't sound like that. Thad, keep reading. His arms, legs, and neck had been restrained by some kind of cord, and his chest mm-hmm. sustained multiple stab wounds. He also suffered a punctured yeah, lung that doesn't and a fractured sound like skull. Light, light power. Though he was taken to a hospital. Stuff to me. No, it doesn't. Though he was taken to a hospital, Roland T. Owen was pronounced dead at the hospital shortly after arriving in the wee hours of January so 5th, he, 1935. He the doctors would also ascertain that... Mm-hmm. Well, Shriners yeah. are... Yeah. Shriners He's are a tough around. old bastard. They don't fuck, yeah. The bellhop was a Shriner. That that part of the story. I mean, they ride right. around in those little cars, right? I mean, they do. They, they get the You know, they drive around those little tricycles. And they, they do. Circles. Wait a minute. Which one is it? Shriners that has the little kid. They always give you the adorable blanket. Is it that yeah. one with the teddy bear blanket, dude? I'm telling you, that one fucking kid, Mister Glass, the little kid with the bow tie and the fucking wheelchair or whatever that fucker's 80 years old i've seen him since i was a kid you know what i saw one time speaking of that yeah and why no i don't want to speak to that of you why don't they just instead of the blankets why don't they keep why don't they not have blankets then they could probably not need donations i used to stay up and watch the scary movies on saturday night and uh killer and they're not theater. And after you know, they didn't. I didn't have the cable with the with the twenty seven channels. Stop eating the and, mic. Uh, back up, back up. I want to make up, sure that catches up, all this because it's back up, back so the fuck up. I'm watching these scary You're movies, you know, and, and 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 the movies kind of rattled me, and I couldn't sleep. And I stay up, and instead of getting all the static and all the fuzz on my TV, there was a faith here though, and he was right out in Carthage, and he had a TV show on every four o'clock in the morning, every Saturday night, and every week without fail, to some bitch it heal somebody with a strange, terrible, terrible illness. And one time, Timmy, I seen him heal this poor some bitch in a wheelchair, 
And he came out and he laid his hands on his forehead, on his head, and he did some wailing and did some crying. It was all slobbering and snotting and whatnot. And he told him, devil, I cast you out. Jump out of the chair. And I was just truly amazed by the whole goddamn thing. And the boy ran right up the goddamn aisle to the altar. And you know what I noticed, Timmy? The bottoms of his shoes was wild. He wasn't no well, cripple. He wasn't no cripple at all, Timmy. It was all made well, up. Then it's not as impressive. From from the time I was, that's, that's when I, it's not as impressive, story. is it, Brandy? Well, I mean, no. And it's a dumb it's story. A, What's your point? You would you would make a terrible detective, devil. <laughs> if you're looking at a cripple boy in a wheelchair and he jumps up, and the bottom of his the treads on his shoes are all gone, he'd been walking around before that. You're right. And when Mr. Glass, when Mr. Glass stands up, I'll look at the bottoms of his shoes. I don't give a shit about any of that right you know, now. It's a really, you know what's a really great movie talking about that, Colonel, is uh, Leap of Faith with uh, Steve Martin in it. Poor, uh, Paul he plays a, uh, uh, an evangel, <laughs> uh, like a, a, a no. traveling <laughs> evangelist, and he goes from town to town, and he's a shyster. Oh, a shyster. It's a really good movie. You should, you should check I it like out. I like Steve Martin. All right. So the doctors would also ascertain that the wounds. I know. Go, Thad. Hurry. The the doctors would ascertain that the wounds on Owen had been inflicted well before the bellhop's first trip to his room that morning. They believed that he had attempted to call for help multiple times, but had been able to make, but hadn't been able to make it farther. Oh, that was picking up the phone due to his injuries. When investigators searched. That would. The bellhop's blind. When investigators searched the room, the strangeness continued. There were no clothes in the room at all, and nothing matching the description of Roland Owen when he checked in. The hotel amenities, such as soap and toothpaste, were also missing, as well as anything that could have been the murder weapon. The only thing of note that it, that the detective found were four fault. Four small hmm, fingerprints see, on the telephone stand. Here's the thing about that. Though they were never Is if you're going to go into somebody's room, tie them up, murder them, chop them up, stab them in the skull, the lungs, whatnot, do all kinds of vile things to them. You know, that's something that the hotel will say, okay, that's a police issue. But you steal that goddamn robe, you got a problem on your hand. That hotel will find you. If the if this guy would have stole yeah. the robe... They, it, I mean, they and, and fingerprints on a phone in a hotel where, you know, how, how many people stayed there? Exactly. Sure but if they would have stolen the robe, Timmy, I promise you this would no oh, longer yeah, be a mystery. The ho- or towel. Take one of the towels. They'd be like, yeah, the, the hotels and robes are like the student debt people. They will find you no matter what. Yeah. I always Ooh. think about that Don't when you see people... You know, you see missing signs. I always think, huh, they don't have student debt. (laughs) Or, (laughs) or their, their car warranty is about to expire. (laughs) I'm sorry, Dad, did not mean to interrupt you. No, no, that's, that's fine. It just, it just made me think when my time comes and I die and I go wherever I'm going and I hear you're in Tim's voice is going, Thad, I'm going to go, fuck, I'm in the bad place. I'm just going to know immediately. So, oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are, devil. 
Probably. You'll notice me. I'll <laughs> He's going to be up there yeah. playing her harp. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so furthermore, detectives found that Roland T. Owen never existed. There was no record of any such man having lived anywhere in the United States. They implored the public to come forward with any information they had about the mysterious murder victim. Shortly thereafter, the neighboring hotel that Owen had complained so much got in contact, claiming that a man matching the description had stayed at that hotel on January 1st. He checked in under the name Eugene K. Scott. No relation. However, upon further investigation, you're, you're right, I don't know. Could be. We should look. We should look into that. However, upon further investigation, the police reached the same dead end that they had with Roland T. Owen. No man named Eugene K. Scott had any record of ever existing. Over the next couple of months, various people identified the body as a loved one, though none of the identifications stuck. Finally, the case ran cold, and the detectives decided to bury the body. Hmm. Ooh. Yeah, how that long wasn't they much to bury by the time they Ooh. got around to it. Okay. Hopefully they... I wouldn't think so. You keep that thing on ice, bring it out, throw it back on ice. I think for, I think after a couple weeks, they, they do just that give beer. up on the ice. You, know, you buy beer, it's warm, make it cold again. Let you drain out and rot away. Well, they probably let the dog nibble on you a little bit. Course. You know? Yeah. Less oh, you know, you fart a lot when you're dead. Apparently you do. Yeah. Dogs got a lot of gas. Amazing. The funeral home received a mysterious call not long afterward from a woman who would not give her name, but did say she would be sending funds for Owen to have a proper burial. They received an envelope a few days later containing money wrapped in newspaper. As they arranged for a small funeral, a bouquet of flowers showed up at the funeral home with a letter that read only well, that's not... Love Forever, mm. Lucille. Well, let me mm. tell you, Jimmy, about a year later or so, a woman named mm-hmm. Ogletree claimed that Owen was her son, who had been missing for years. She walked in, and you know what she said? What? I am your mother, Owen. Her name was Ogletree? That's a terrible name. Otis. <laughs> Otis. <laughs> Owen. Owen. So she claimed his name was Artemis Ogletree. And then he had been staying at another Kansas City area hotel at the time he went missing. But he left because he was pissed because they was charging too much money. Though there wasn't any more evidence to her case than any of the others. Police were eventually inclined to believe her. Though He probably didn't get his uh, reward points. (laughs) He did not. That's why you don't use orbits. Mm -hmm. Though experts claimed it was based on lack of evidence in the rest of the case. To this day, Timmy, this mm-hmm. case remains unsolved, but I think we might have cracked it here. Opened yearly by the Kansas City police as new pieces of evidence unfold. I don't know where they're coming from, but the tip line's still there. Uh, you, you, It's not like the old days where you pick up the phone and say, Sarah, get me the... Uh, hey, Sarah, yeah. hey, see? Give me the police, see? I got a tip. Uh, now you just pick up the phone and call into the hotline. So anyway, for the time being, however, it seems that the mystery of room 1046 may never truly be solved. The hotel closed in 1980. Now, it later underwent a $45.5 million restoration by developer Ron Jeremy. 
and reopened. Nope. And two th- I'm sorry, that's Ron Jury. Never mind. And reopened in 2005 uh-huh. as the Hilton President, Kansas City. Room 1046 is still the most requested room by guests. And I- how did hmm? we, how did we crack it? God damn it, devil. It. How did we crack it? What do I got to get crayons and shit up in to, here to explain this to you? have to show you the dots? Yeah. I mean. Jesus fucking Christ. Let me make a devil diagram here. So here's room 1046 right here. Here's the body. I got to pee. <laughs> okay. That's what we got to work with right here. All right. Nobody can see that. It's a picture of a stick person with uh, a frowny face. Yeah. A little bit of blood draw all all around him. Okay, well, then who killed him? You know what we're going to do, Devil? Here's what we're going to do. Because, you know, when the boys sometimes, and and they did pretty well, they come home with math homework. Yeah, and I could do the homework for them, but they wasn't going to learn nothing. What we're going to do, Devil... <clears throat> I'm asking a simple question. We're going to leave you with simple. the script, Devil. Who killed him then? And let you come to the conclusion that Timmy, I don't Thad, want and myself came to. If you were to listen to the whole goddamn story, you'd be so clear. It's right in it's front, right in front of, of your brain. nose, Devil. Who killed him? But we can't do the work for you, Devil. We're trying to help you help yourself here. Okay? We can't do all the work. Timmy wrote the script... I brought the charm. Thad brought all the expertise. I mean, you're really, and you're nothing but a pretty face, devil. That's all. Brandy, well, what's your final thoughts? On I'm putting up a picture of him. He looks like Eddie Munster. Look at him. Well, it's a cold case that has not been cracked. I think. I think it was just some. BDSM gone wrong. Well, Brandy, you always say BDSM you do. You, going on. Everything's I mean, BDSM your, to you. What is it with you? That's what you said when we did the story about Alfalfa. Yeah, the BDSM Radium Girls. Everything is yeah. a BDSM. Then don't ask me what I think. Uh, Colonel, what's your final thoughts on Room 1046? Well, clearly, Timmy, it, I mean, I, I hate to be the one to point out the obvious, right? But, I mean, let's just say Ray Charles was strolling by room 1046. Even he could see who did it. And it was clearly Mary Septic. You can only fuck with a maid for so long before they come back and chop you into little pieces. Timmy, everybody know that. But he didn't know it. He pushed his luck. Dad, what's your final thoughts on room 1046? Sounds uh, sounds messy. Like there was a lot to clean. Probably up. had to repaint a little new bit, carpet. maybe some well, new carpet. I think it's very clear. They didn't Chuck change the mattress. They did it. Uh, mattress stayed. Or the hotels hop. don't do that. Or yeah, right. the bellhop who was a Shriner. You know what? I I wonder mm-hmm. if you know what would be worse than being named Mary Soptic or Mary Septic mm-hmm. is. If you had a if she had Chuck a sister Walters. named Anna, Anna Soptic. <laughs> Good point, Colonel. 
Randy, he always brings, he always brings, uh, it just, he always just makes it so clear. I'm like the Buddha of podcast. Just pay attention. Close yeah. your eyes. Take me in. And you get it. You got Buddha's belly. <laughs> you got Buddha's belly. That's for sure. All right. Uh, thank you all for joining us. And if you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history where you can give a little, you can give a lot. Or oh, just a tip, Jimmy, just a wee little bit. Again, that's uh, history degrees. What is it? History degrees. Patreon.com. Historyweebs.org. Or you can go to our website and go straight to the Patreon page. Yep. Right? You can. History or you can go to the President Hotel yeah. in Kansas City and ask for room 1046. Why aren't you in your man this cave my, today, This Chuck? is my cubby. I don't call it a man cave. I call it a cubby. Oh, that's a, oh, well, that's a cute little thing you got Those are my little Denver Bronco uh, beanie. Babies, your Hummels. You know what? Don't Looks make like that's Hummel Noam right Chomsky. Oh, you devil! I don't care anymore. Do you not know anything? You, you can't even see from there. I, now I don't want to do this in public, but it's Noam Chomsky is the big one, and really who, the man who mm. should be the, called the father you of our country, Thomas Paine, and Aristotle. You have a Hummel. Devil. Just embrace it. Yeah. You have a Hummel. Just embrace it. <laughs> Old ladies have them. You they're have called, them. They're called busts. It tracks. Devil. It's okay. They're called busts. You see, they're if you ever went Thank to a museum in your whole life, one time, devil, If you even at school, did they never take you on a day <laughs> trip to a museum, devil? Just not once. You don't know what a bust is. A bust. I know a bust to you. I know I a bust to bus. you is when you, you and your dick. friends all got a bunch of beer and weed and the police come kicking down the door. No, these are busts too, devil. <laughs> okay. Thank you for joining us, everyone. We'll see you Good next night. time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good day. Goodbye. Bye. I'm sure they'd agree with you with worms crawling through their eye holes. Reddit clam. Sounds just like a yeast infection to me. You think the bellhop had one of those little fez hats? There ain't gonna be an album called Dear Kirk. And then I sat through that goddamn awful story about going to Kroger.